Hey everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. It is now, we are recording this on Wednesday, December 1st. This is the films covering the week of December 3rd, 2021. But we're not covering the films that are coming out on the week of December 3rd, 2021. Because we have had a big portion of our Find Your Film episode gutted. Gutted. It is gone forever. Why, Bruce Berkey, is our show a little bit different this week? I think it's Steven Spielberg's fault. I think. I think okay. it is. Okay. 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 That's smart. Eric, you have any idea why our show has been gutted this week? Do you have an idea? I think we kind of blew our load on the cinematics. Blew your load. Okay. Yeah. You know I what? I can say okay. that Eric, now. <laughs> Eric Holmes can say that because we are an explicit show. And Eric is in his, you know, Eric in his potty mouth, he said the big S-H-I-T word, which I, which you, uh, Eric, you can actually say that word right now. You have my, I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> And he said it on Cinematics, which is a clean show, and I'm going to have to edit that out. But it's, yeah. it's we, good. You had a we good took movie. our episode, and we carved it into something, and then we used it all on Cinematics. <laughs> we used it all on Cinematics. So Cinematics is getting all of the our features from this week. So if you want to check out our reviews of Benedetta, of Death of a Telemarketer, or what, or Wolf, or we call it Wolf, Wolf. go check out our <laughs> cin- the Cinematics podcast feed. Which and which Anderson and I we're gonna get back together in maybe a week or two to wrap up the rest of the month. So check out our cinematic show, which we just finished recording. You'll get our reviews of that. Sum it all up, Bruce. What's the movie out of all those three that you highly recommend? What's the one that you love? The Wolf. only one you could possibly want to watch is Wolf. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Benedetta. Benedetta. We like Benedetta a lot. We, we love Benedetta. And Eric, anything else? Do you want yeah, to say? Uh, Benedetta, the, uh, the, oh, nuts. I can't remember the name of the... the, the Death of a Telemarketer? Death of a Telemarketer. Yeah, but you got Benedetta. Death of Telemarketer is really fun. I didn't see Wolf, but you guys seem to not like... Greg gave it four stars. I give it very, very funny. Very funny. I gave it a one star. <laughs> and I also, I, I'm going to really say this, okay? Folks, for Find Your Film, one of the things we don't do is we don't do ratings we should do ratings more. I, Anderson has been talking about how, how he doesn't like ratings. Maybe I'm becoming a little bit more pessimistic in my old age, but I, I want to start levying ratings on people. I'm going to start giving some ratings. And the ratings I give to Wolf... 69 out of 100. That is a nice number, Eric, but this is not the number I'm going to give Wolf. I'm going to give Wolf a star, like one star out of five stars. And I'm also getting... There are numbers. Not, I'm not going to give it a 69. I'm going to give it a minus 95 minutes again. It's not a joke. I'm giving it one star and minus 95 because that is 95 minutes that is will forever be taken away from my life. Wolf, it comes out on December 3rd. Please avoid the movie at all costs. Bruce Perky, do you agree? I don't think it's that bad. No, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought I, me and I was looking at him a little bit of askance or I was thinking, is Bruce on the take on this? Because if he's on the take, that means how much money am I, have I been getting? Because I've been on the take for years. How dare you? No, but it's it, not. It, it's funny watching Bruce listen to you eviscerate a movie so badly. It's almost like he's Watching his parents beat the living crap out of one of his siblings, going, I'm just happy it's for once. It's it's not me for once. I mean, usually I'm the yes. one doing it, and you guys are both. I like this movie, and I'm like, oh man, I'm an asshole. And it's like, finally, <laughs> someone else gets to be the asshole. By the way, how dare you you copy me and Eric saying I like this movie? My my voice is not that deep, Bruce. I just want you to know. loves you. Benny loves, Benny you. loves this movie. Oh, by the way, folks, one of our recommendations for this year is go see, please go see Benny Loves You, right? Strong recommend on that, folks. Yeah. Eric, Bruce? It oh, might yeah. end up on my 31 for 21. Oh. Oh, very good. Also, listeners, 
Find your film cinematics. We're one big happy family. Go go and be a member of our cinematics Facebook group. We have some really interesting members, wonderful members on a daily basis giving our me- fellow members movie recommendations. People like Joseph Bridges, Matt Stillman, Jason Kleberg, Angie Clark. Some more movies. Eric, some more members. Who else? Chad Wolfong. Who, who, who yes. else is good? Just some very, very uh, good people. I don't know. My brain went blank. Um, Peter Beta? Did you say Peter Beta? Peter Beta? Yeah, he always drops that beat every week, and not not just on our podcast, but on our on our cinematics Facebook feed, he does a really great job at recommending movies. He of I I really want to see that made. Do the beta test uh, poster, but put the Peter Beta test. Very good, the Peter Beta test. Speaking of Peter Beta, Bruce Berge, you're you're doing a little bit of a shout out to he and the crew this week, aren't you? Oh yeah, so they so you know we do the box every week. Every week they spin a wheel to figure out what movie they're going to do a deep dive on that next week. And they have their own picks on the wheel, but they also have um, listener picks. I had what Harold Mod in there for like two years or something, or a year and a half. I had it in there before we actually talked about it. And they finally picked it out of the wheel and they said, hey, come on and talk about it with us. So I went and talked about it with them. And uh, that episode just went up, I believe, today. So the Harold and Maude episode, do you guys talk about spoilers on that episode as well? Yeah, they do spoilers. Whenever they do their deep dive for the, the week, they will spoil it. So it's just okay. kind of built into that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you were there for the whole episode. Yeah, I was surprised. Usually they have you come on and just say a couple words like why you suggested it and stuff. And they said, hey, you want to sit in for the whole episode? I said, um, y- yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I did it. So, Well, that's that's nice to hear, Peter Beta and crew. Uh, you know, uh, Joseph Tyler, right? I, thank you for not letting me sit in with you guys for the entire episode. How dare both of you and you let Bruce sit? What's going on there, Bruce? How come they let you sit in with the entire episode? And they, they get, I'm, I'm basically segment, dude. What, what happened? How did you become full show, dude? Why am I just segment, dude? What? You didn't help them with the drop for their, um, you know, Uh, part of their episode every week. So, okay, okay, you got to pay the piper if you want to get the pita beta. (laughs) Do they do? Yo, Bruce, (laughs) drop that beat. (laughs) I like the pita beta pipe. uh, A lot of alliteration there, Bruce. Again. Harold and Mod episode. Go check out Middle Class Film Class. Our buddy Bruce Perky is on it with Pete and the crew and Tyler and Joseph. All that stuff. Eric, you had something on your mind? Or no. We get to, no. No? no? <laughs> I got, I you got look, the you exact opposite. You, I got nothing. You got nothing on, on you. You nothing on my your mind, mind right just, now. Everything your mind just leaked is out of my ears. You know why? Because we, we we've just been talking cinematic stuff for the last hour. Now we're get, we're back. We're rejigging our heads into the whole find your film universe. So now, since our feature films are not right now on the show, this is not going to be a complete waste. For you guys, for you listeners, because this is actually going to be a lot of value added because we're not we're not going. This this whole episode is not about the trends or what's opening on Friday. This is about what Eric and Bruce have to recommend to you guys this week. Let's start off with first. Let's start off with Bruce, because one of these movies, you actually like a virus. You you actually recommended this movie earlier to our Facebook group about four or five days ago. And then a couple of people have been really getting into this. What is this movie that I don't know if I'll ever see because that poster looks really weird to me? I don't even know how to say it. It's called Daimajin or some of other names, too, like Daimajin, the I don't know, the monster of terror or something like that. It's from 1966. A Japanese movie. Uh, I had seen clips of this when I was a kid, and it had popped up on something recently because I think Arrow Video is is re-releasing a, a really super fancy high upgrade of the entire trilogy. This is the first movie in a trilogy. And uh, I thought, well, cool. Let me see if I can find that movie. And there's a pretty good transfer on YouTube now, but I would say if, if, if you watch a little of that and like it, then there's that Arrow Video coming out, which would be amazing to have. What is Daimajin? Uh, it's directed by Kimu... Kimiyoshi uh, Yasuda, and this is uh, this is right in the 
in the era of all the kaiju movies, you know, all the Godzilla movies are coming out and Gamera movies are coming out and all that stuff is big. And this is a very strange hybrid where, first of all, it's, it takes place in like feudal, feudal Japan. So kind of like all the stuff you see in some of the big Kurosawa movies. And it almost is to that level of... A what? Of no, no. To that level yeah, of Kurosawa? Like, I mean, it's, like... it's, really, it's really well done. It's not a B movie. Put it that way. I say yeah. the production value. Like the production is really good. And, uh, you know, Ooh. it's got a really good setup. It's got a really good villain. And it, it honestly, for about two thirds, maybe even three quarters of the movie, it's pretty much just a feudal Japanese s- story of treachery and, you know, you know. Uh, taking over the the lords of the area and the kids escaping and and having to go into exile for years and years and you know terrible tyrants ro- ruling the land all that kind of stuff like dune. Uh, and yeah yeah like dune like dune but a lot shorter and a lot less <laughs> oh, gosh and a lot less what bruce you're gonna say what were you gonna say you're gonna break and a lot less what of the fun think? that we had in benedetta there we go how's that oh um, eric holmes is, has entered the chat how dare you say that he's a he's a dune enthusiast <laughs> pay some respects all to right the man anyway <laughs> so uh, and then the last third of this movie becomes a kaiju movie and I won't say what the kaiju is, but it's really cool. It's if you like that kind of movie, it's it's very satisfying and actually fits in with the whole tone of the movie. And it has one of the best comeuppances for a villain from that era that I've seen. It's it's really great how that that ending goes. Um, if you like kaiju movies, this is kind of an interesting odd version of that. What if you like um, feudal Japan when... movies, like you said, like how it was built? Yeah. Like... Okay. You might actually really dig it. You might uh, see. The only problem is, if you're used to for the realistic-ish view that those usually have, the ending might throw you off a little bit because you have a giant <laughs> something growing in there. But uh, if you can kind of hang with both worlds, then um, you could really enjoy this. Are you gonna go check out the trailer? I mean, the trilogy. I actually think I will at least sec- check out the second one because I think a lot of people have said the second one is the best. Uh, I've mm. heard that they're all pretty similar, and I think that all three might have been filmed at the similar time. And this director, I guess, went on to great fame in some other movies, which I haven't really checked out. And that's the, and I might be saying it wrong, the Zatoichi uh, uh, yeah. series. Yeah, Swordsman. Yeah, the Swordsman stuff, yeah. He oh. did a bunch of those movies, and I think he did some Lone Wolf and Cub as well. So he's um, pretty big in that era. Okay, cool. Wow. All right, so that is Daimajin, or however you pronounce that, and you said you found it on, well, it's stream, it might be YouTube, but like you said, Arrow Player, probably, if you really want to get yeah. it good. Okay. Huh? All right. Yeah. So, and it's, look, the, the you look, it says here on IMDb, you can buy it on DVD starting at, you know how much? eighty nine ninety nine. So better. Oh, yeah, because they're just about to re-release it on Arrow, so that's why before you couldn't get it. Once again, okay. another one of those things you can't get. Stupid. Okay, that is very, very value added. That pick, I think that that might be a pick I might I might really want to watch because you're very high on that pick, Eric. We were joking on cinematics when we mentioned Beast. Why are you mentioning Beast? What is what is Beast to you? Oh, we're gonna do that one first. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Beast is a 2017 movie written directed by Michael Pierce, who also has a movie coming out. On the third in limited release called Encounter with Riz Ahmed. And so I saw that and I saw the trailer while we were get preparing for uh, cinematics. And uh, I was like, uh, oh, Michael Pierce directed that. That name sounds real familiar. 
where have I heard that before? And I looked it up and I saw they did a movie called Beast. And I, I hadn't seen Beast. Um, but the poster made it look like Beauty and the Beast. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is a Beauty and the Beast type movie. It is not. <laughs> like, at all. Um, this is, uh, oh, shoot, how would I describe this? So this uh, this uh, woman, uh, Maul, played by Jesse Buckley. She's uh, very good in this movie. Not to be cute, uh, confused with uh, Jeff Buckley, the no. singer. Um, she was in uh, Wild Rose. I, I'm, I'm Wild thinking Rose. of ending things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good in that. We're great in that. And uh, very good actor. So she's uh, she's she has a family that air quote loves her, but they're uh, they don't really accept her, and they're kind of uh, uh, what's a good word for it? Like they're not. They're standoffish. So what happened? They're, they're yeah. very, they're very standoffish. They're not really affectionate. Maul is she's again played by Jesse Buckley. She's a little, if I recall, she's a little bit of an outsider. She has her own, yeah, she's sort of in her own world. And like, like even to the point where she's having a birthday party, and then it turns into a her sister and her husband's having a baby shower. You know, yeah, her because... her birthday turns into a baby shower just in the middle of her birthday. Like right. So it's it's not like, it's, she's not being abused. But she kind of is a little bit. Yeah, she's um, being ignored. Yeah, and then uh, she uh, almost gets raped by this one guy, and uh, Johnny Flynn comes in. Pascal Renouf is that the Pascal? Yeah, Pascal Renouf. Yeah, um, he comes in, and those two kind of he helps her out, and those two kind of hit it off, and uh, she starts spending a lot of time with him, and her family doesn't like that because he's uh you know he's not high society like we are. He's a uh, a ruffian and he wears jeans to a uh, formal event and they basically don't like him but she likes him and they're both kind of oddballs but they get to be oddballs together where it gets weird or not weird but interesting is that there are uh serial killers uh serial killings happening and they think that this uh ralph guy uh pascal, pascal Think that uh, everyone thinks that Pascal's involved in this. They can't prove it, but I know it. And I, you know, he just didn't seem right. And of course, they say that because they say, you know, uh, they're they're all kind of assholes. And so that's kind of from there. It kind of turns into a mystery of uh, like he's not the he's not the murderer, but who is the murderer? And then her, you know, the relationship with her family starts to kind of uh, go sour. And this is a really good movie. It's a good mystery. It's a good uh, kind of a family drama. And it's got a... It basically just made me uh, really, really excited for Encounter and to see what Rizalmed does in that. Yeah, good stuff. Check it out. Bruce, what did you think of Beast when you saw it? I I really liked it. I remember you had brought it up either in the group or maybe on Cinematics. I I brought it up in Cinematics several years ago. I absolutely went crazy for this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. I highly recommend that movie. Yeah, I really liked it when I watched it. And it was one of those things where Jesse Buckley just... You like just jumps off the screen at you and she's just become one of my favorite actresses that she isn't working enough as far as I'm concerned, but everything she's in, she's making really interesting choices. I would be amazed if she isn't up for some sort of award nom- uh, Oscar nomination in the next five years. Yeah. She's probably not for it. this. Probably might be a yeah, bit probably, late. <laughs> yeah. might be a bit late yeah. for beast. By the way, beast currently is streaming on Amazon prime video for free. I'm sure most of most people in the world have Amazon Prime Video. Highly recommend Beast. Here's the thing. Like Eric says, it's 
It was released in 2018. What kind of barrier to entry is Beast? It's a very dark film, simply put. Yep. If you, this is very, if you think the talented Mr. Ripley is dark, Beast goes darker. Think the talented Mr. Ripley meets David Fincher's Seven, and then you'll get Beast. And I'm a little bit frustrated because this movie, when it came out in 2018, I thought it would get a lot more attention from critics, from people in general. But one good thing about the movie is, like Bruce said, it turned Jesse Buckley into a star. It transitioned her to do even higher profile films. But that does not negate the fact that Beast, even to this day, is a very powerful film. Great performance by Johnny Flynn. And the third act is something yes. to friggin' yes. behold. It knocks the friggin' bleep the, out of you. I the, like this one definitely sticks a landing for sure. Like there, there's so many like twists and turns towards the third act, and then it, you know different things happen, and then the the ending. Oof. The ending's abrupt, but it is good. <laughs> yeah, it goes to places where you go, oh my God, they went there. And you, yes, Bruce. I was going to say, I think that the marketing and the name and the title of this doesn't do it any favors. I mean, look at Eric. Look at what he was thinking when he was yeah. looking at this movie. That right. really throws people off. So either people go in there with the wrong the idea of it and they're not adventurous and all of a sudden they're like, this isn't what I wanted. Or people don't go in at all because they just think it's something they don't, that is not, not what it is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the poster totally looks like a, a Beauty and the Beast movie, or like yeah, a I Twilight mean, movie or something. You know, yeah. like it, it doesn't well, look like what it is. What's interesting about Beast, without giving too much away, because this would be a spoiler kind of situation, is it is there is a serial killer element to it. There is a relationship element to it, but there's also an element where you're wondering who is the protagonist of this movie. Okay, and it's all about decision making, whether you're killing or not. Who do you decide to get involved with? And also, sometimes what happens when someone actually makes a profound difference in your life? What happens? These two people, they're, the reason why they're in each other's lives is very profound for both of them, respectively, in different in a different way. Now you're going to try to figure out by this, and this is my way of selling the movie, you're, you're going to try to figure out who is the beast in this movie. Is it both of them? Is it one of them? Who is benefiting from this relationship? Who ends up benefiting the most from this relationship? It's a very twisted movie, and it has so many different layers than than what you think. And that's why I loved Be so much, Eric. What were you going to say? I I said this wasn't a Beauty and the Beast movie. I think it might be though. Now that I'm thinking of it, there's right. like yeah. you could you could uh, you could squeeze a little Beauty in there because you know she's uh, Belle's leaving her her, her uh, community, which is you know kind of, uh, and then she goes to the 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 evil the evil beast who she ends up falling in love with. So I mean, it's it's tenuous, but it's there. I think. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, yeah, Eric, you like pulling a lot of those threads. Those very interesting threads. Like I, I still remember. I'm still waiting for that big 500 page essay that you're going to have on Juan Diego Escobar Saltes Lose a Flower of Evil. It's going to be some very, 69 pages long. 69 pages. By the way, Juan Diego Escobar Alzate, thank thank you so much. Lose the Flower of Evil. We love your film so much. He's also the person who actually created our podcast artwork for Find Your Film. Listeners, if you actually go to our Apple podcast, I finally figured out after a month and a half how to get our podcast artwork on Apple Podcasts. Listeners, this is a little podcast inside baseball thing so if you hopefully you, there's this will help a couple of people who are trying to do a podcast 
Listeners, if you're trying to do a podcast and you're trying to upload podcast artwork and they say it has to be 1400 by 1400, make it 1400 by 1400. What I was doing is like, oh, it has to be at least 1400 by 1400. So, okay, well, I'll make it 1550 by 1402. I kept on making all these weird dimensions when they say 14 by 1400 by 1400 dimensions, folks. Make it that way or, or at the max 3000 by 3000. Make it exactly those specifications. Submit your artwork to Apple Podcasts, and then you'll get your artwork immediately accepted. As and or you you can play with the dimensions like I do, like an idiot, and wait for about a month and a half for it to actually work, which it won't. And you're gonna have to follow the rule book. So that's a little podcast advice for you guys. Little what do you, you think, Bruce? A little uh, was I good at the teaching? Uh, thing? That was amazing. I learned podcast a lot. One one. I took some notes. I, I'm yeah, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruce and Eric, have you learned a lot from my podcast expertise over the last year and a half? We've been doing movie mainline and find your film. Have you learned what have you learned the most from me, Eric? I've what learned that uh, you're huh? a workhorse and you do, you're very good at what you do, and I could yes. probably not do half the stuff that you do. On your yes, show. Bruce, all you have to do is say, say I, I agree with Eric times two, and then you're, you're okay. What? Hello, I've learned that I can now get my face to be the podcast icon. All I have to do is get it the right size. <laughs> Okay, so folks, in, in Bruce's dry wit is he just said the thing that he learned the most about me was about 10 seconds ago. That is very cutting, Bruce. I don't like it. But you know what you did like? You liked this movie called The Trip. What is it about? How about that segue? <laughs> That's a great segue, Greg. Thank you. I it's like a, new me It's repairs. a Greg segue. <laughs> oh, it's a Greg segue. It's a Greg way. Okay, now, oh. here's the thing about recommendations regarding The Trip. The reason why I did not – I was worried about this movie – is it didn't have too much fanfare when it came out on Netflix. And I'm thinking, is this any good? Lamb had more fanfare because it's A24. I'm thinking, yeah. is this a throwaway movie? But obviously, you're thinking otherwise. Yeah, I uh, so I was kind of like you. I didn't watch it when it first came out. And after a week or so, it kept coming up on our cinematics page, as we talked about earlier. Several people recommended it and said, this movie is actually pretty good, pretty interesting. It's directed by Tommy Wirkola, if I'm saying it correctly. I believe Yes, you it's- are from norway it's a nordic country i think it's norway um and it, the, the main two stars of this movie are numi rapace rapace i don't know how to say her yeah, name rapace yeah rapace, rapace uh, lisa yeah. and it's funny because she just starred in lamb earlier this year this incredibly intense you know dour subdued performance and in this she is the exact opposite and then lars is her husband she plays lisa lars is her husband played by axel henny and how to describe this movie it is uh this movie is kind of a cheeseburger movie but only if you like very intense cheeseburgers <laughs> so the basic concept is this uh they're a couple uh she's an actress she's not doing great like she's making it with advertisements and he's a director also not doing great he's like doing soap operas and stuff like that and they're leaving on a uh, a little getaway to his dad's cabin in the woods and you get the feeling that they're basically on the verge of breaking up. And before they head out there, you see that the husband is buying a hammer, a hacksaw, some duct tape, some rope, <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh my God, it's like a murder kit. Uh, and they get to the cabin. You find out very quickly that both have planned to murder each other when they got to this cabin. And that's the beginning of this movie. And that is only one of many, many twists. And this is this movie. It's like... Um, one of many twists. Really? Yes. Because okay. they are not the Love only it. people that end up in this cabin. And it gets... It goes... It's like War of the Roses. Mm-hmm. But War of the Roses is way too tame. 
Like War of the Roses oh, is a very, hello. very tame movie compared to this movie. This movie gets incredibly violent and bloody. By the third act, it is like, I mean, it's like slasher level violence. Uh, but it's also funny. This movie has a lot of humor, but it goes very, very, very dark. So obviously I'm just kind of warning people if that's not your style, it's not for you. It does also a lot of fun things with um, a fractured timeline. Not not to the degree of like a Tarantino, but you'll have a point like where it'll get to a point where things are kind of coming to a head. And then you'll have one of those, you know, three hours ago or three days ago. And you'll go slightly back to another point of view and then come back into where you're at. So that, that looks hard to do. Crossover. That looks very hard to execute as a story. It's it's, but this is this is not a heady movie. It's it's very, it's very in your face, and it's very like I said, it's kind of a cheeseburger, like a really really spicy cheeseburger. Was but the it's, violence it's and slasher elements was that needed for the trip? Do you think it's extraneous, or do you think it fit fine for you? It fits because it's a very like how like I said, like you know how when um, in War of the Roses it gets really yes. cruel to each other mm-hmm. but that's yeah. the tone of this kind of level of satire and and this kind of um scathing look at these people this one is a little uh it's it's something it's it's worth watching and there i wish i could tell you but i don't want to ruin it there is a character that comes in in the third act that you didn't think was going to come into the third act that you met in the first act and when that character comes into the third act it is it is amazing and <laughs> okay. very very satisfying Okay, so that's hey Eric. Did you see the trip as well? Did you see? No, it? I didn't. I did not. Okay, well here's the thing: the trip, like Bruce was saying, it is directed by Tommy Workola. Actually, I should have flagged this and watched this myself because I'm a huge fan of his previous. I I'm a huge fan of his movie Dead Snow and Dead Snow Two: Red vs. Dead. And in 2013, he made this movie called Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters, which stars Jeremy Renner and I believe who else was in this movie. It was a real big Paramount film. It starred Jeremy Renner. And Gemma Arterton. Here's the interesting thing about Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which was released around that time. That movie, I think it made money for Paramount. And if Tommy wanted to, he could have probably stayed in Hollywood and make a lot of schlocky Hollywood blockbusters, which I think is what Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters was aiming towards. And I'm guessing here, but I'm thinking after that experience where he made some good money, worked with some big stars, he decided to go back and tone it down and just work in his own country and then after that, he released Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. Now, getting to the meat of the matter, in 2017, he released this Numi Rapace film, which I love, called What Happened to Monday. And basically, you have Numi Rapace. Have you seen that, Bruce? What Happened to Monday? Mm-mm. Or Eric? Oh, my God. What Happened to Monday? She plays... Oh, this is high, high, high recommendation. And I think I love it so much. I'm going to... You know what? Listeners, find your film. I'm going to actually recommend that we do a rewind of this and we'll – because we're going to – probably, Eric, we're going to – you and I will probably see the trip. We'll do a rewind of that and then we're going to see what happened. If you guys have time, go see what happened to Monday. It's currently streaming on Netflix and it's basically Numi Replace, Replace plays like five or six sisters. And, and what happens is so one of them has to survive because there's a big conspiracy going going around. Regard, it's like a post-apocalyptic future kind of movie. Fantastic film. We'd love to hear what you guys think. It's a very genre-driven piece. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen what happened on Monday. And it's directed by the trips, Tommy Workola. I think you're predisposed to actually see it sooner than later, Bruce, because you were a, fi- a fan. Solid recommendation of the trip, correct? Yes. And this just seems like the kind of movie that'll get remade, an American remake. And it seems oh. like the kind of movie that'll get an American remake, and it'll be like 
it'll be defanged somewhat as well. Oh, well, you know, remakes yeah. don't get defanged. I mean, look at Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> and The Guilty. That movie was awesome. I, I, this is a sponsored Netflix post. Right, right, Eric? Yes? I, I, actually, I actually like the remake. <laughs> okay, thank you, Eric. You know yes, what, Bruce? Goodbye. What threw, me off, what threw me off in the remake is when um, Taylor Swift called and he started going crazy. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't figure okay. out what was going on. I just like, why? Why is this in here? We love can, our Netflix. Can, can we we love our Netflix and we love Bruce's cause jokes. The, yes, yes. The, guilt, the yeah. Guilty's been out for a while. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm not going to give away the ending, but what I yeah. appreciated with that was with the with the uh, original, like when you found out that the plane crashed in his house and he was actually no, you know what? Never, a mind. Rabbit. Never mind. I don't want to because I'm going to have to give up the original guilty. And I don't want to. Okay, but, good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, the, the ending of the Never guilty mind. is actually Jake Gyllenhaal's in a bunny suit, or you think so, and yeah. a, a plane actually crashed into the house and actually died years ago. So that that was a, that's the ending of the guilty. What, what, one of these days we'll do spoiler on both the guilties and Donnie Darko yeah that'd be really nice okay so you know what Eric you have one more recommendation before we get to Bruce's what's in the box what you got I do uh, it's it's one that I think uh, maybe a lot of our listeners already seen uh, it's one I've seen before but I just kind of had a itch to watch it again and it's 1998 movie uh, written and directed by Hype Williams and it's called Belly it's got a uh, starring Nas, DMX, T-Boz. It's got a bunch of uh, Hype Williams is a uh, music video director, and when I say that, it's not to disparage him. It's if you look at his IMDb, it's only videos save for Belly, which I believe is his only feature. Uh, this is pretty much a straight up gangster movie, black exploitation gangster movie. DMX plays Tommy. Nas plays sincere, and they live in New York, and they want to get into the heroin game. First of all, the opening to this movie is awesome. Back to Life, you know that song? Yeah, however soul, you soul. want yeah. me, however yeah, yeah. you need me, I will say right. the lyrics, but not sing them. So thank get you, stricken. thank you. Yeah, but uh, they the, they have the uh, they take that song and they do that thing where they take the music out, but they have just the the lyrics or the the singing and you know in the 90s r&b they had really good voices and so they had that kind of cut in with the uh uh nas and dmx going in breaking into this uh this dance club and rating it thieving it whatever dude that opening thing is awesome hype williams like th- this movie's kind of you know it's definitely black exploitational it's you know it, it, it's not elevated really they try to get there at the end when when DMX kind of learns a valuable lesson about what it means, to, you know, cause the whole movie is them kind of doing a downward spiral as they're selling heroin. And then at the end, uh, there's a little bit of a redemption arc, but you know, this is, uh, I don't want to say cheeseburger in, and that's not even really the right word. This is, is kind of like a uh, boondock saints kind of, kind of on that, kind of on that level. Um, but it, it's fun. And mostly the reason why I like it is, uh, so they're in New York, and they start the heroin game from this uh, drug dealer in Africa, and they decide to go to Omaha, which is where I'm from. So anytime they cut to scenes in Omaha, I'm like, oh, is that, do I recognize that? I don't. And it's hard to recognize that. Like, it looks like a lot of where it takes place is either in the Dundee area or maybe North Omaha. But it's hard to tell because the background's always blurred out when they're in Omaha. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I can't. But, you know, whatever. But th- this is a this is a fun uh, this is a fun movie. This movie's straight up gangsta, and uh, you know. How did you, you say? Like... Did you rent it? Did you rent the movie? I was playing on. Uh, it was playing on Amazon, but I think you have to rent it on Amazon now. 
Really? So I, I, I think I might have just caught it like the tail end. Because uh, oh. I, I think you got to pay like uh, $9 or $3 it or something. It was a right? femme fatale situation all yes, over femme again. Fatale. Yes. Yeah. Listeners, if you, if you don't know what the femme fatale situation, we were doing an episode on Brian De Palma, and I wanted them to see femme fatale Bruce Perky like I would probably – like I would be want to do. He, he, know, he knew that Femme Fatale was streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And he was thinking, okay, I'm just going to catch it the day, be, be, the day before we record. But lo and behold, as soon as he gets back from work, it was the day, the day when he went to work. I remember this. Femme Fatale was streaming. The time he went back home to actually watch it, it stopped streaming. It was he just caught it right between the nether worlds. Belly is correct. That's Eric Holmes. Belly is correct. It is not streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You have to rent it right now. So Eric Holmes yeah. was able to actually catch it in that small window directed by Hype Williams again starring so, us and DMX. Love the soundtrack to, to Belly. Yes, Eric. Oh, yeah. The, the soundtrack is awesome. T-Boz is – she's not a great actress, but I really like her in this. Uh, I, same with most of them. Nas isn't great. DMX isn't great. But I kind of I, I kind of like uh, their personalities for what this movie is. But one of the things I kind of wanted to bring up – was this his Hype Williams' only movie that he's directed that I'm aware of uh, that I could find? Um, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. But uh, this is really hyper-stylized in 1998. I really... Uh, let me look. make sure Hype Williams is still alive. I mean, he's still alive. <laughs> I still, Hype Williams is still alive. I want alive. to direct another movie right. and he's dead. All right. It's still alive. I just want to make sure. But... Uh, when is, Orson, when is Orson Welles going to direct another movie? Yeah, Kubrick. Yeah. I want Kubrick to direct one too. I I really like the 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 you know stylization of this, and I and he's been doing like music videos ever since. I really want to see him do another movie, just to see. Like I enjoyed this one enough. I want to see him do another one. You know, uh, twenty years later, just to see kind of what he comes up with. Um, maybe uh, maybe he comes out with another movie and it sucks. I think if you come out with another movie, be pretty sweet, especially if he gets a good writer behind him. Okay, so that is a shout out to Hype Williams. Eric Holmes loved the stylization behind Belly, starring Nas and DMX. That is his recommendation, second recommendation this week. We are closing our show with a what's in the box pick from Bruce Perky. But before we do that, since I've been blabbing about it right now, Eric, do we have a special musical guest? Red Pete One, drop that beat. Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? You lie! No! What's in the fucking box? <laughs> Red Pete one. Red Pete one. Very good. Bruce, let's hear it. <laughs> we are talking about, and I know that we are because I know Eric has watched this movie. <laughs> we, we are going to be talking about Bio Kids from 1990. This is suggested by Joseph Bridges from the Cinematics page. He's always Thank you, living... Joseph, by the way. <laughs> Joseph, he, I think, has a similar ethos to us in that he is sometimes watching super art house stuff, and then sometimes he's watching super not art house stuff. And this would be in the second category. Um, this is directed by, uh, oh, I wrote it down, uh, Bibong Osorio. And it is essentially the Filipino kid version of Power Rangers. As far as we can all tell, including Joseph Bridges, there is no available version of this other than uh, the one that we could find that's not translated <laughs> on YouTube. So it's all in Tagalog, right? You watch the whole thing in Tagalog, right? Uh, we watch the whole thing in Tagalog, except there is a few... Well, I don't know if that's part of what Tagalog, Tagalog has. There'd be a few English phrases kind of just popping in there sometimes yeah we call it and, taglish taglish yeah. like spanglish taglish yeah <laughs> and um 
It looks like it was probably videotaped off of a 10th generation videotape by videotaping a TV screen, possibly, with bad tracking. It's definitely very low quality, um, unfortunately, because I think I would have loved to have seen it in a little bit higher um, clarity. Uh, and then I'm going to let Eric kind of hop in here. I mean, this, this is okay. Well, let me hop in right now. Let me just yeah. quickly hop in. Joseph Bridges. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to encant the name <laughs> Joseph Bridges, Joseph Bridges, Joseph Bridges. Here's his plot summary for BioKids. Quote, several kids break into the house of a mad scientist. He gives them pills and sticks them in his machine that gives them superpowers and spirit animals. He then directs them to fight crime across the city of Manila. A gang leader who is a teleporting clown wants to take over the city by terrorizing kids with laser-eyed ghost wrestlers who are summoned when they play their Nintendo game systems. The bio kids must fight the ghost wrestlers and stop the clown. This seems like a very insane movie. Eric, go ahead. I mean, that, he nailed it. <laughs> that, he really did much, nail it. That's <laughs> pretty not, much not it. me. That's Joseph Bridges nailing it. That, that was his thing. But you loved it, Eric? You, you Yeah. This, well, okay. So first of all, uh, like Bruce said, the only way you can find this that, that we're aware of anyway is uh, on YouTube. And it's not in English, but some of it is. But this is um, as crazy as this movie is. You've seen these type of movies before. So even though you can't understand exactly what you might not be able to understand what they're saying, you get the idea. Oh, this is the part where they're going in the thing. Okay, this is the part where they're getting their powers. Oh, they're playing that music, so that person must be a bad guy. It's so it's not like you, you can't follow it. Um, the opening theme song is one of the greatest theme songs ever written and listened to by human ears, including my own. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. And luckily, uh, luckily, you get to hear it at least ten times during this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's only mark I have against this movie because I should have been able to hear it twenty more times. <laughs> uh, this this movie and look, the kids are freaking adorable in this, um, especially uh, uh, Blue Eagle Three. Uh, <laughs> he often likes to uh, sit on people's faces and fart on them. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, uh, Pink Panther 5 and Blue Eagle 3 are my two favorites because Pink Panther 5 is like the one of the girl characters and she she kind of gets like the girl characters are kind of relegated to the back but then she kind of gets some stuff to do kind of towards the end because she gets to fight one of the people by herself and gets pulled aside and has to fight her way out and I mean I, I make it seem like this movie's deep it's not it's uh, but it's I don't Dude. know how you guys could actually watch this movie. I re- I'm sorry. I'm Filipino. I'm Filipino. I, I love my people. Yeah. But how? How? It, it, it was pretty simple. Because <laughs> I was like, you open your I'll put this in. I got 10 minutes in. It was kind of like, a, what, what's that, uh, what's that uh, movie? Something Captain Alex. Was that Something a Nigerian or Somalian movie? The Oh, I know you're talking about. The, yeah, yeah. The, the Captain Alex. Ah, action. Ah, action. <laughs> It was kind of like that. I, I put it in for like 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch the rest of it. This is just too freaking adorable and awesome and amazing. And it, it just uh, this is, it, it, it kind of hit that right note at the right time. Yeah, it has that. Uh, it, I mean, okay. By standards that we normally give to movies, it's not the highest quality. Yeah, but by normal standards, it's, like, it's a one star. But it's yeah. a brilliant star. <laughs> but but the way I, I, the way I look at it is this is like this has that energy and that love of somebody making their own movie with their own stuff in their backyard 
you know, like you get the neighborhood together and we're going to make we're going to make our own Power Rangers movie. It's kind of like that. You know, if you can get into that vibe and you kind of like that retro weirdness, you can definitely find some fun in here. Uh, <laughs> I want to mention the uh, clown villain. Uh, I had there's one shot of him where he's obviously meant to look like the Joker because of the, the clothing and the color and everything. And I had mentioned that he was a better Joker than Jared Leto. I do stand by that. <laughs> He is a better wow. Joker than Jared okay. Leto. Okay, that's very funny. Do you agree, Eric Holmes, on that? Better Joker than Jared Leto? Yes, I might even say he's a better Joker than Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> no, and Heath Ledger. No, 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 that's no. how good Bio no, Kids is the greatest movie hey, to come out I, this year or any in, other. In year. Eric's in Eric's defense, are there any other Joker performances where he was able to teleport? No. <laughs> okay, no. not even the mic drop. <laughs> Yeah, mic Boom. drop, mic drop. Okay, so the basically what Eric said, it's almost as good, or if not as good as it's better than those other two Joker performances. We have notice he did not mention the late Heath Ledger. That is an iconic performance as the Joker, and that is Bio Kids. It is not streaming it anywhere, but go check it out on YouTube if you can. You know, Eric Holmes, you know please, what yes, I would sir. love to see? No, the makers of Psycho Gorman do a sequel yeah. to Bio Kids. Oh, very good. Ooh, what do you think, Bruce? This is a movie that you like, PG Psycho Gorman. I could see that being. Freaking amazing. Freaking, freaking amazing. Freaking amazing, yeah. You can effing amazing. And no one else cares about BioKids other than us and Joseph Bridges. Joseph Bridges, so my Might goodness. as well. <laughs> and I'm Filipino and I'm turning my back to this movie. What, is it, what I, does that say about BioKids, huh, folks? I, I got $10. I'll buy the rights for them. If they need <laughs> buy the rights to BioKids. Oh, I, I want to add on to the, the blue guy. The um, You said Blue Eagle 3, right? Um, yeah. Because you talked about him farting on people. I love also, he his fighting style is about 50% laying on objects and kicking. Like laying on a table <laughs> and kicking somebody. Laying on... <laughs> And I appreciate that because it's it's lazy and it's active at the same time. So I, I really can can get, get behind that. We forgot to mention in Benedetta there was some fi- fighting in fire, right? Farting in fire in that was that was that the movie? What was the one that was there? Was yeah, yeah they were lighting farts. How, Light, lighting how farts in Benedetta. Yeah, when we you go back and re-record that. the cinematics. Cinematics, episode. yeah, cin- yeah, folks. <laughs> if you want to watch we... Benedetta, there's they're lighting. Uh, they're, they're what? What did you say, Eric? The f- Fart, we fa- uh, we failed our listeners is what we, we did. did. We did. Fire farts. Fire there's, farts a, there's a bunch Benedetta. of farting and pooping in Benedetta. Benedetta yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of scatological stuff. There's a pooping stuff. scene in BioKids. There's a pooping scene in BioKids. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Like, like these are... Like, Close-up of his face going... <laughs> I think it was meant for, meant for you to... <laughs> yeah, the pop noise. <laughs> I think it was meant for you to think that he was doing something else. But, I mean, I was like, what, is he pooping? And it cuts back and it's like, oh, he's pooping. That's so okay. So that is a recommendation from Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes for BioKids for What's in the Box. Thank you, as always, Joseph Bridges, for that really interesting recommendation. Joseph Bridges, you are a, a, an astute cinephile. So please, next time in the box, instead of BioKids, put in something like I don't know from Michael Powell and or whatnot, like something like The Red Shoes or something of that ilk or Black Narcissus, something really nice and classy. I'm tired of this BioKid stuff. What, Eric? Speaking of The Red Shoes. Yes. I would uh, think our listeners, uh, the ones that haven't yet, mm. you and uh, Anderson talked about uh, Peeping Tom. What did you call me? Yes. So you, thank you and Anderson you. Thank talked you. about Peeping yes. Tom. So if anyone listening to this, what was that? that's on the Patreon? 
Yeah, for our Patreon, thank you, Eric Holmes, for our Patreon cinematics for our November episode. We actually um, we uh, we talked about Peeping Tom and what uh, what other movie did we talk about? So I picked Peeping Tom. Oh, and also Eyes Without a Face. That's on our Patreon for cinematics. And what I forgot to do to mention on our cinematics is Anderson told this to me. I'm actually going to record this for our uh, cinematics feed. That for our Patreon listeners, we are going to listen. We're going to the the year is 1944. That is for December. We are going to. We are going to spotlight the year of 1944. So, Patreon members, if you have movies to suggest from 1944, hit us up. Okay, that is it for our episode of Find Your Film. Eric, you have something to say before we go? Does Bruce, or are we doing something else? Oh, oh I, feel, I keep forgetting the box. <laughs> it's like a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like what's a bit. The box, it's like the box. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? can never remember. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Bruce, what's Usually, in the I, box? I also have a habit of, of having duplicates in here, too, which is a whole deal as well. Bye, All right. Kids. Oh, we can't do it. It's Joseph Bridges again. It's going back in. I'm not even going to say what it was. Oh, good, oh, good, 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 good. I hope it was Bio Kids, too. <laughs> Is there a bio oh, kids, kids too? too? I hope there That'd is. That'd be great. All right, I'm coming. I'm trying to get this one figured. Oh, actually, I think bio kids is a sequel. Is it? I, and I'm not joking. I thought I read something about like there wasn't like the original like Ninja Kids and Bio Kids was like a sequel or a follow or a, oh, I don't know. This is oh, a deep God. dive. That I said, said something to look up for okay. you know if you okay. Remember. This is. This is great. This is so great. After what yes. Eric just, <laughs> actually what Greg just said. I'm sorry. Um, Matt Stillman, and I will finally be fully watching, because I have never fully watched this movie from front to back, only piece, bits and pieces. I'll be watching Casablanca from 1942 oh, by Michael Curtis. nice. Thank you. By See, Michael you wanted Curtis, classy. You got classy, buddy. That, that is very, very classy. Have you ever seen Casablanca, Eric Holmes? Have you ever seen that? I, I've seen parts of it. And... <laughs> just like me. <laughs> okay, like, just like West Side Story, you're not a song and dance. You know what? I, I, might, go ahead and, I might go ahead and take the medicine. At least just say, okay, I did it. I did it. Mm-hmm. The fundamental things apply as time goes by, Eric. That is such a beautiful song, As Time Goes By, played by Dooley Wilson as Sam. I believe Dooley Wilson is his name in Casablanca. I might want to actually rewatch that as well. Very, very wonderful film. So you don't even know what happens. You guys don't even know what happens at the ending of Casablanca. Bruce, you might know what happens at the ending. Do you know what happens at the end of Casablanca, uh, Bruce? Uh, no standing idea. next to a plane, and then he's like talking, and some stuff happens, and there's like fog and light. There you go. Always have good Paris idea. or something like that. Always. Oh, okay, okay. So that that's very. Well, I mean, it's, it, say, it's like, one of those movies that like it's one of those movies that even if you haven't seen it, like it's enough in the zeitgeist that it, you know, like you don't have to have seen you don't have to have seen Pulp Fiction to know like a bunch of beats of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay. Well, like. It, Eric and Bruce, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. That's all I'm going to say to that. And before here's we go, Eric, looking at you, kid. Here's looking at you, very good. Here's that then. It's Casablanca. <laughs> Eric, you have something to say before we go? Yeah, listen to uh, Cinematics and check out the Patreon to listen to them talk with Greg and Anderson, talk about Eyes Without a Face and Peeping Tom. Thank and you, Eric. I, I think I need to rewatch Peeping Tom because that movie is pretty freaking good. Very, very great movie. Okay, Bruce, as per usual, we end Find Your Film with your wise words. Blue Eagle 3! Okay, I'm going to strike wise words from the conversation. We will see you guys next week here on Find Your Film. Bio Kids, never for me, but yes, for Bruce and Eric Holmes. We'll see you guys. Bye. Think Panther 5! <laughs> <laughs>